1: Like most Christians, you're probably worried about the moral crisis that we face in our nation. So, what are the answers? We'll go to 2 Timothy and find out next. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, this is Truth for Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to our program. Today, we have our final look at our series, A Nation in Moral Crisis. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and a message called God's Game Plan for Perilous Times. We begin with a look at Timothy, the man who Paul wrote to, and how he figures into the answer to God's Game Plan. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth for Today
2: Two Jewish women, daughter marries a Greek man that we never hear of him coming to the faith. He's the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystria and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they knew that his father was a Greek. And as the son of a Greek, he didn't have to be circumcised. But if you're going to go among the Jews, they would consider you ceremonially unclean. Unless, so for the purpose of evangelism and going among Jewish people, he was circumcised. But I wonder who led him to the Lord. I wonder where he got his teaching. Where, you know what I taught you was true, Timothy. Because you had already sat at the feet of grandma and mama. And they had taught you the scriptures. Parents, I'd like to say something to you about perilous times. I wouldn't trust the church to do for my kids what you won't do. Well, our, the youth group is a little ragged. Or, they're not quite. Would your children be able to say in adulthood... I learned the scriptures from a little child because my mama and grandma invested it in me. What is our homes teaching in perilous times? We know the curriculum is now going to have this gender thing. It's going to hit California big time. It's going to be in the literature. If your kids are in public school, it's not going to be just sex education. It's going to be so much gender mixed up identity. It's going to be all over the place. Because you don't know what the teacher, you know, you can hire the transgender to be your Public school teacher to teach her fourth grader what sexuality and sexual identity ought to look like, and we could cuss the public school, I think of Marguerite Odling, my land, for over fifty years poured her life into Christian education to rescue kids from the cesspool of California public education, the apostate all the sixty kids on drugs became the school teachers. That's to be stupid and naive. But I ask you, who's doing the teaching in your home? TV, iPad? Do you have enough power, Dad, Dad, to turn off all the interference? For I've often quoted to you, William Bennett. I heard him at Dallas. I was at a Dallas seminary, pastors meeting, thousands of preachers there. And William Bennett then was the czar of public education for America. Devout Catholic and a brilliant mind. And I'll never forget that one line he said, Men tell your parents that all they're getting to do is to feed and clothe their children for the culture is kidnapping their soul every day. The culture is kidnapping your child. And if they buy the culture, they'll be damned and lost. Now I ask myself, how many kids in this church are learning the word of God at the foot of their mother? Or at the foot of their father? to attend this church is sick and tired of me referring to my dad, my dad, my dad. I've started a list. I've borrowed them from my brothers and my sisters. I've got something like 40 L.J. Howard lines that we've remembered. hit over and over and over and over because he couldn't be quiet about the Bible and we never had family devotions. Didn't know what a family devotion was. I never remember in my life... Set out. We're going to have family devotions. Act excited. <laughs> no, no. You don't want to know where family devotions happen? We had a 56 Ford pickup. And we riding at the church. As soon as you got in the car with LJ, he started either singing or quoting you a verse. And I want to tell you, when he's feeding you and he's driving the car, You had a captive audience. And I did not... Have an iPhone. Daddy, I'm on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, he's saying something, but I can't hear it. Go ahead, honey. Uh, Let me show you what he would have done. (sighs) Grab the phone. Open the door. (laughs) No, no, no. Why are you abdicating? Why are you abdicating? Why have you shut up? It's no time to shut up. Don't count on the youth department. Don't count on me. Count on you. If we can get you involved. In your home. They're your children. It's their souls at stake. Jason told me one time, I'm not trusting the youth group to shape my kids. God gave me my kids for me to shape. That's why they're in such bad shape. No, I mean, no. I mean, he's trying. uh, It's for me to shape them. The youth group, the church, supplements the home. But it can never be a substitute for the home. We want to add. We want to help you. But we're no substitute. No. No. I went to terrible churches most of my life. I'm not kidding you. We went to small places. No Christian ed department. I mean, we had this kind of Christian ed department. Pull the curtain over. The adults are being taught here, and us kids are behind this curtain. They didn't even have flannel graph. You just heard a lot of boring teachers, unless we were blessed to get my sister who could tell a story. No, 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 no. What's our homes become? Internet's in there. Oh, they're on the computer. Do you know what they're looking at? Do you know what they're hearing? Their soul is being kidnapped while all you do are watching football games and you know you can't hardly do a (laughs) push-up. What you need to do is do some push-ups and quit watching and cussing the guys that didn't catch the ball. Will you fight for your own in perilous times? Or will you just act like I'm helpless because the school and the tech and the neighbors are all so bad. And so are you. To do nothing is not to care. To do nothing is not to care. Oh, would to God we had a revival of the home. And of parents that could turn off all the trash and act like they're controlling it. Dad, are you paying the bills? Are you, are you still the man of the house? Are you the wimp of the house? God give us men. I look at so many churches, so many in different places. The only one that attend are women. But let me tell you, women, you're powerhouses for God if you're teaching this book to your kids. Amen. Lois, thank God for Lois. Thank God for Eunice, two Jewish women with this Gentile that could be an idol worshiper. We never know. I don't know what his father was like. Maybe he came to the faith. we, We could have told Eunice, get a divorce. But Paul said, don't get a divorce. If they consent, continue to live with them. Remember that? Parents, your kids need you. Don't count on anybody else doing it. They need you. And if God can use a mama and a grandma, what could he do with a mom and dad and a bunch of other family? I have to say, if you're in a family tree where there's more, uh, I think of Galvin's, you've got the grandparents, you've got the parents, you know, and you... You get in here, here at Grant's got his grandmother, he's got his mother. You're blessed to have any in the family tree. You know what I found out? Many people in our church, our first generation, they don't know anything about devotions. They grew up around booze. They grew up around fighting. They grew up around drugs. They don't know anything about how to have a Christian home. Could you show them how? Could they learn to impact their kids? Well, time's running Give me, I don't want to lie, give me seven minutes. Okay, Uh, let's pick on the pastor. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. In light of the fact you're going to be judged, Timothy, and in light of the fact that Christ is appearing any moment, I'm going to charge you. I'm giving you a command. I'm not asking you. I'm charging you. Number one, preach the word. That's what pulpits are supposed to be doing. And this is not a good day for preaching. Uh, We're being told you don't read the literature, you don't know. We're being told people can't take preaching. Uh, Kids have grown up on videos. I'm already broke the rule. I've gone over uh, 35 minutes. People can't listen that long because they're Americans. They can't concentrate over 18 minutes is the average. So I've already, most of you are asleep, and you've already called the restaurant. You've texted. I didn't see you do it. And you got your reservation. Don't kid me. And and you've got a puppet you keep there. Makes it look like you're awake. No, no, no. Preach the word. And and that means the word preach simply means to proclaim it with authority. And the idea was it was used. K-Russo was the word to announce the coming of a king. To announce, it's like John the Baptist. Here comes the Lamb. You're announcing. I work for the king. Announce. Here comes the king. So it is not a discussion, diplomatic. uh, No, no. Uh, Announce the king's word. Announce God's word. You don't invent the message, you declare it. You don't invent it, you declare it. You're the mailman. You don't write the letter. That's a little deep for some of you. You know, you get a bill from Sears. You don't go out and cuss the uh, mailman. He didn't bill you. He delivered the message. So some some of you morning said, Ooh, he's sure up. He's uptight today, isn't he? Well, maybe the text was uptight. Get mad. Hit your Bible three times. Don't stone me. I'm not that big a threat. Because I'm just as convicted and just as wrong as you many times. Four fingers towards you, you know. I'm supposed to be that way anyway. I don't have a sense of direction. Preach the word. Then he qualifies it. Be ready in season, out of season. Let me ask you, when is it the right season for preaching? season. Because I never know when it's in or out. When it's convenient, when it's inconvenient. It was used of a soldier staying at your post no matter what. Preach the word. That's the only reason I've lasted this church. God gave me a bunch of people in this place that you love the word and you put up with me preaching it. Thank you. You, it's a compliment on you. If you didn't love the word, you wouldn't have stayed and served and given like you have done these years. There's a bunch of people in this church that love the word. If you don't, we hope you get addicted. I hope you get, we want to hear what God says. They're not asking me to do a song and dance and entertain you and the latest political update. We need to hear from God. We need to hear from God. Not just everybody's opinion. God doesn't have an opinion. God has the truth. Whatever he says is true. And he straightened straighten me out. And he'll straighten you out if you'll listen and do it. Amen. You don't handle the word. It's supposed to handle you. It, it takes you right by the throat. I'm talking to you, Howard. That's what the danger of being a preacher is. You're so busy telling people how to live. You quit living it. Because you're the expert telling folks how to live. No, I tell you, I, I, this thing's a mirror to me. No, you don't want to know what all is wrong with me. But he's always chiseling. Chiseling. I thought I'd be totally sanctified by now. <laughs> Look at you, 80 years old. And it's still a mess. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But have itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander into myths. And once in a while I'll get someone out, say, I don't believe what you're saying. I said, I didn't tell you, you had to come. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe the Bible teaches that. Well, show me the verse. I, I, don't, I don't buy this. What do you want to hear? I want this, I want that. Well... There's a lot of markets out there. As for you, always be sober-minded, and that means clear-headed, able to think. It was used of not intox- intoxicated, but he's not saying don't be drunk. He, he's giving the result you can make sound decisions, you you think soundly, and then he says, endure suffering. Wow, why did you keep bringing that up? Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. We haven't announced what we're doing in September on home studies because we're wrestling with what subject. Sean has been talking about oikos. And oikos is simply a Greek word for household. We want to present it to you. We'll do it. We might start September One of our biggest challenges around here is not just deeper Bible studies, but it's called evangelism. Everybody believes in it, just nobody wants to do it. I was just reading about the black churches in Oakland this morning. Did you read that in West County Times? Black churches in Oakland have lost, I forget how many thousand in the last 10 years because Oakland housing uh, is going up, the rent cost so much, and many blacks are moving to, of course they've moved to Hercules, many moving to Antioch, Pittsburgh, uh, Brentwood, Oakland, They moved, and they'll try for a while to drive back to Oakland because that's hometown for them. That's where they may have been saved, family grew up, and talk about the losses that black churches are having as their members are moving to the suburbs. Well, across the United States, All churches are averaging losing 2 to 5% a year. Just attrition. Look at the people we've had die recently. People who visit us. Whatever. Unless we reproduce, do you think this church will continue? It can't. Who are you evangelizing? I'm not an evangelist by gift. I don't know that Timothy was. He was a pastor. But he was told to do the work of an evangelist. Because you know what it's easy to do? To curse the people of the culture without evangelizing them. Why you dirty, low-down, self-loving, money-grabbing, brutish kind of people. And Paul could tell to Timothy, this is where God planted the church among these kinds of people. God actually loves sinners. The church does it, maybe. But I thought we're supposed to love what God loves. God so loved the world, not the system, the people perishing in the world. Did you know that if I tested you and myself, we'd all get an F in evangelism? Spurgeon used to say this, he would ask a young preacher in his college, Who have you led to Christ recently? And if they said no, he said, You cannot be a called preacher. And guess what we measure, guys? He said, Where did you go to school? Do you know Greek? What's your knowledge level? Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> You're leading anybody? To no, well, well, man, we're not all evangelists. Well, I guess we'll have to wait for God to give us another Billy Graham. Timothy, preach, and boy if you're in a conservative and you're in the MacArthur crowd, oh yeah, we're big for preaching, and I'm all for it. I'm from that strand. I, I, I didn't go to get it from MacArthur. I got it from the Bible, hung out with Dallas boys. They ha- happened I heard him swindle all the way to church. I think he knows how to preach. How that? How's that? What about your Bible study? If we gave you a home Bible study, would any unsaved people be invited? What is in your heart and schedule? And as a whole, if it's mine, it's zip. I'm asking God to help me quit living in disobedience to that charge. Because we don't deserve to be blessed by God if we don't do what he says. Go disciple the nations. Well, you got to first lead them to the Lord before you can teach them. I want to give a model. We're going to be working on it. Go, grow. And I think that's been our model kind of a little bit. Go, that means in evangelism. Grow. And why did we all stop there? I just want another Bible study. Another Bible study. another Bible, And that's all right. We ought to be studying the Word. I'm all for that. Don't tell me about hey, it. I taught salvation. I, I teach Timothy. I, I think I teach. But do I evangelize? Do you? Who have you brought even to church? But he didn't say bring them to church. He said evangelize them. Lead them to Christ. And I think that's the great challenge before us. Because unless we add about, they say, we heard a lecture by Tom Mercer who said unless 25 to 30% of the church attendance on Sunday is new attendee, visitors, you can't reproduce well, we don't have that. Here you are, the both services combined. And this is why we go back to two services. Everybody wants one. I do too. It's easy. I, I sleep in, preach once, and get paid the same amount. <laughs> Nobody's going to pay bigger prices than the music ministry. Ever. Hey, we have to show up here a lot earlier than you. But if we don't make any, do you see? Any, where could you sit? Where, where, where could you add another 100 people? look around you I said well too bad I know where my chair is don't be getting mine (laughs) By George I pay rent on it no we don't pay pew rent here (laughs) do we want to make room at the table well well, I'm I'm, not sure we do you know they may dirty up the place yeah they might what do we really want God to grow this church through us that's a challenge that's coming we'll be looking at it in the month but that's why we haven't lined up any bunch of home study we're figuring out can we do the great commission I want us to go grow go you want to learn the word so repeat the cycle we go to evangelize when's the last time you led someone to Christ do you know how to lead someone to Christ why haven't you We are in perilous times. We need parents on duty. We need pastors to quit just being deeper and deeper. But obey the verse. Do we have anything in our heart or agenda that tells a lost sinner, we love you. And we want to show you how you can come out of your pagan lifestyle and come to Jesus Christ. And God will save you just like he saved us.